Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, Nerd Herds. Was there an extra F in there somewhere? No, that was the last show. It's not even a Nerd episode. It's just Dynasty Nerds. It's Fantasy just regular. Football. Yeah. It's a, hey, guys, it's a Dynasty podcast. There you go. We do it all night. No. Uh, all night. I'm Rich Dotson here with my fellow nerds. Hey, Lionel Richie. Hey, hey. I can't sing enough. And yeah. This is Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. I'm not Lionel Richie good, but yeah. I'm good. I'm Richie. Richie. If I ever say something, sometimes I'll say the word uh, Richie. My wife's like, don't ever don't say that again. You dare. She's like, that's a terrible Has name. Has anyone ever called you Richie? Like on, the, on a regular basis other than just like being no. sarcastic? No. I think somebody in my Family. I was going to say, I've heard your family call you Richie before. Call me like Richie, like something. I've like, heard your mom call you Richie, just like occasionally, like. Occasionally. In a loving way. And I say in a non-loving way back. <laughs> Stop that lady. <laughs> She's like, don't call me later. Like, don't call me Richie. <laughs> Show her who's boss. Uh, so we're here talking dynasty buys and Ooh. sells. Now, today we're doing quarterbacks. Okay. In this episode, we're going to talk quarterback sells and buys all together. We're each going to pick one both. guy, a buy and a sell. Nerder episode, same thing. One tight end to buy, one tight end to sell. Smaller group, smaller, uh, smaller group. <laughs> True. Facts are facts. Very good. Yes. 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 Nailed that. Here are the facts. Next week, Statistics we're going to do. don't lie. Said what you said. <laughs> Next week, we're going to do two running back buys, two running back sells each. So it's going to be Nerder episode buy, uh, regular episode buy, Nerder episode sell. Correct. Following week, we're going to do raw receivers. Right. And we're going to break that down. And then we're going to do another show after that, too. We're going to do one every week. Twice Are a week? We? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're oh, here for that. Okay. Um, That's all right. Not I wasn't sure if we were. So we, got a lot, we got a lot to cover today. Got all we, that straight. We now. got a lot of stuff. Hey, it's Dynasty Summer, boys. Yeah. It is Dynasty, Dynasty Summer. I forgot Summer. about that. Dynasty Hot Don't Player you, Summer. It's June now. It's Don't officially you, Dynasty Summer. Don't you I know. dare forget it. Well, before we get on to our show, let's talk about somebody that's fantastic. Yes. And it's not Garrett. It's, it's Dynasty it's Depot. DynastyDepot.com. Check them out right now. If you use the promo code NERDS, you can get a big discount for $14.99 a year. And you're like, hey, Rich, $14.99 a year, that's pretty much $15. What do I give them for my $15? Well, guess what you get? You get a buy and sell FFPC Dynasty teams like you're on eBay. You're going to get out there. You're going to buy some teams, and you're going to buy them either for a huge discount. There could be a $1,500 team that you could buy on Dynasty Depot for about $100. And to buy in $1,500. That's a big discount you can get. You can buy teams that are in a $100 league for $300. And you're like, Rich, why would I buy a $100 team for $300? Well, you might think that team's the best team in the league, and you might win $500, and that person just wants to get out because they already won the league, and now they're doubling down. All these kind of opportunities lie before you at DynastyDepot.com. You got to check them out. And then you can also sell teams for a profit as well. Like we said this before about Dynasty Depot, if you're really good at drafting Dynasty startup teams and you think you draft a team that looks fantastic on paper before you ever play a snap, well, you could do that and then sell the team for profit. You could buy in for an FFPC team for 100 bucks. You could draft an amazing team and then immediately turn around and sell that team for $300. That's what you could do on DynastyDepot.com. That's the opportunity provides you. Like, you can literally dr- just draft dynasty teams, 10 of them, and sell them all for profit. And you can make money without ever playing it down in the 2021 season. There's so many teams on there now. Check them out, dynastydepot.com. 
or draft one on FFPC today. Sign up for DynastyDepot.com and then sell your team. There's so many prizes you can win. You can win the opportunity to play an FFPC championship game, which you can win $500,000, which I know I can use that money. Five, I could, yeah. Yeah, There's not nice too many stimulus. people that couldn't use that kind of stimulus. Oh, I could always, that's the kind of stimulus Ooh. I'm looking for. Yes. Ooh. I'd be all red in the face because I'm all embarrassed because I'm so rich. <laughs> so Richie. <laughs> Richie. So check them out. DynastyDepot.com. Use the promo code NERDS to get that huge, massive discount. Now, speaking of discount, the game of Dynasty Fantasy Football, one of the, one of the great things about it is how do you attack it? And it's buying and selling at the right opportunity, right? Correct. We're going to do the next three weeks shows on guys we think you should buy and sell. And people are like, wow, you're really dragging that out. No, this is an important conversation for this time One of the year. Of the mo- arguably the most important conversation. The most important. Like if you don't understand the concept of where the direction of these players are, are going, your teams are going to stink. Because that's that's what you you have to capitalize on where the value of players or you're or you're constantly going to be overpaying and you're going to be behind be behind right. the eight ball as far as just building your team for the future. You're, you could you could buy a whole bunch of people you know at a high point, and, but you're you're it's going to catch up with you really quickly. Your team's going to get old very fast. You're be like the Rams, exactly, and, and you're going to be in in cap trouble so to speak. But you'll be just you just you don't have, have any picks. You don't yeah. have any assets. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, dude, your team's not going to look good. It's going to be ugly. Nope. Terrible. Like me standing naked at a Victoria's Secret model like convention, it's terrible. It's, it's not going to look right. That's what it is. Not going to look right. Not, not and, at all. And that picture you just formed in my brain is not going to look yeah. right ever. Thank you. Appreciate that. You're so welcome. <laughs> Bur- burned in there. Is that, is that something Victoria's Secret does? Does it have naked men? Well, I mean, I could be a trendsetter. There you go. <laughs> right. Look at you. I'm trying to be a nothing. Makes, Richie the trendsetter. Nothing make nothing makes lingerie look good. On women than having a naked, disgusting man. That's fair. Right you know what? I might join you. Yeah. I could be a dynasty fancy. <laughs> well, I can help sell a lot of lingerie. <laughs> yeah. Done and done. Dynasty done fancy football OG, and then I could be a Victoria's Secret old OG. And I'm like, oh, original gangster over there? I'm like, no, old guy. Old, old guy. guy. Old guy. Old guy. Way worse. Way worse. No, trust me, ain't nothing gangster about that. Uh, talking about not packing the heat. What's wrong with that guy? Not a gangster at all. So <laughs> it's a joke, man. It's a joke. Enlarge your image quickly over there. So the, the game of buying and selling dynasty, it is important because you know, we, we, we plan our podcast strategically like that, right? You know, for the first quarter of the year, we're talking rookies, getting you ready for your rookie draft, breaking down all the rookies, the best of our ability and getting you prepared for your rookie draft in our opinion. In the summertime up to the football season, we like to help you mold that dynasty team and get it ready for the fantasy football team, whether you're in a reloading team or you're in a championship contender now team. We want to hit all those subjects so you can make all the right moves in our opinion to be ready for the 2021 season or any season going forward. And then, of course, in season, we break down the game itself and make the moves according to how the game is playing out, right? Not try to overreact, try to make the smart decisions because that's what it is. It's always about making smart decisions in Dynasty Fantasy Football. And when you make those decisions, because things change on a week-to-week basis, right? right. If you go back a couple months ago, you bought Deshaun Watson for you know three first, you're like, that's a great deal in Superflex. One week later, you're like, Oh man, I wish I had all those first back because I might lose out. And then right now you could be buying Tyreek the Tyreek Hill situation, right? Yeah. You buy Tyreek Hill for a first round pick, and people are like, well, he's never going to play again. Looks like it could be a ter- could be a terrible decision. A year later, that was a fantastic decision right. as a dynasty fantasy football player. So 
buy and sell at the right time. When these shows come out, that's always an important part of the time when we're talking, right? Yep. Because what we say tomorrow might not be accurate, or today might not be accurate tomorrow. Correct. I'm trying to get some good quotes in here. Come on. <laughs> You're nailing them, man. You yeah. are. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> do my best here. I am a wordsmith, you know, after all. <laughs> it's an epitome of everything. <laughs> there you go. Now we're, now we're kicking it old school. Yeah, let's get back after it. <laughs> Hashtag sleep fan. So Ooh. let's start off with some quarterback buys right now okay. we'll, we'll kind of approach this as a super flex mentality is that a good way to look probably at it? the best way because people don't really care that much about quarterbacks and, and yeah leagues. in a one qb league yep because you know i have we talk about this all the time in a one qb league i have no problem streaming like not necessarily streaming like on a week-to-week basis like on a year-to-year basis quarterbacks like, buying the old guys yeah i have no problem buying tom brady you know, for a second round pick and ride him for a couple of years for QB1 material. I have no problem buying Ryan Tannehill at a discount. I have no problem gambling on some quarterbacks. And then you can get him for so, you can, then you can just gamble in the draft because you can get a guy in the third sure. round. Like Josh Allen would be there in the third round. There's a chance Zach Wilson would be there in the third round, most likely in a one QB league. But in a super flex league, they make all the difference. Now, let's start off with some buys. We'll break down why we think we should buy them. I'll go first. Mm, all right. well, you do I'm this. shocked, by the way, at who you chose. If you're me, new, me also. I couldn't. I could not believe it. If if <laughs> if you're if you're new to the show, this might knock your socks off. Yeah. Unless you're wearing sandals. But if you're oh, if you're not new to the show, then you know damn well who we're about to talk about. My number one buy is Baker Mayfield, oh, number six quarterback of uh, the Cleveland Browns, future Super Bowl champion in February 2022, coming to a, a television near you. Can't wait. So why I'm hoping. Yeah. Why besides my heart am I telling you to buy Baker Mayfield, right? We all know I love him. But I love him for a reason. And it's, it, it helps he's the quarterback to the Cleveland Browns. That does help. But you haven't loved all the Browns quarterbacks. Oh, certainly not. <laughs> a majority I have not loved. But this is, a, this is a quarterback who I loved on tape come out of college. He's one of the better college quarterbacks that I have had a pleasure of watching film on. So why should you buy Baker Mayfield for your fantasy football team. This is a quarterback that finishes QB 17. Now I've been doing a lot of mock drafts lately just for fun mm-hmm. on dynastynerds.com. Uh, it's been pretty fun. And he's going right around quarterback 14, 15, right around there. Like he's a mid round quarterback too. Now I like quarter Baker Mayfield much better than that. Now he was QB 17 on the year. I am even as on a points-per-game average, which is another good way to judge fantasy football players on their points-per-game average. He was QB 17 all around. But I'm a, I want to dig deeper than that on Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker Mayfield, we got to remember last year as well, had those three consecutive games where it was just terrible weather. Gross. And they cannot throw the football whatsoever. So after that, from week 12 on, when the weather subsided a little bit and the, sun's, <clears throat> and the sun shined down on my beautiful Cleveland Browns, they'd be a, a good football team. From week 12 on, Baker Mayfield was QB8 on the year. QB8. And that includes week 16 versus the Jets, where his entire offense had COVID, and he had nobody around him. He only no scored, receivers. <laughs> literally, no receivers. He scored eight points. So despite that week of week 12, he was still QB8 from week 12 on. That says a lot, because if you bump his point, I, I did the math. If you, if you average his point, Per up, they went up a little bit. He would have been up there right around tied QB7, QB6, up there Tom Brady and whatnot. Sure. So it wasn't a massive bump. 
And every quarterback has a down game. So I'll take that eight-point game just to prove a point where he was still QB eight on the year. And I'm not sitting there validating Baker Mayfield as QB one overall. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. Not in the offense he's in. It's just not going to happen. But he's going back to a system where he was QB8 on the second half of the year where he finally had familiarity. It's his first time in five years where he's going to have the same coaching staff, same offensive coordinator going into a season. So not only that, but he has the best offensive line in football. He's going to healthy Odell Beckham Jr. back who has a lot to prove. The tight ends, which usually take another a full year to develop into a system, all three of those Tight ends are coming back in a heavy 12 personnel system. You have Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and Harrison Bryant, who's, yep. a, who's a great buy as a tight end as well. So he's getting all those guys coming back. And from QB8 on, you got to look at the guys that he was beating out, even at with that Jets performance. He beat out Justin Herbert. He beat out Pat Mahomes. Pat now Mahomes, he, yep. he did have one more game than Pat Mahomes, but still, he, he had eight more points in him. Let's say Pat Mahomes could have an eight-point game. Beat out Pat Mahomes, beat out Matt Ryan, beat out Kyler Murray, beat out uh, Russell Wilson, beat out Matt Stafford, and beat out the dynasty darling right now at quarterback, Jalen Hurts. So it wasn't like he was just out here beating out Turd Ferguson's. He was just playing really good football. And I look for that to continue right off the bat in the next year. Great offensive line, tons of weapons, and a very accurate quarterback. And that's what I want my quarterbacks to be. We've been preaching this on this podcast for seven years out of quarterbacks. Like, we don't care if they could throw 70 yards from their knees. Plays like that don't happen in the NFL. I want me, my quarterback to be smart. I want to be accurate. It's the reason why Peyton Manning was always at the top of the game. It's the reason why Tom Brady was a quarterback of one, again, last year in year out because he gets the ball out quick, and he's really smart, and he's really accurate with the football. And this is what Baker Mayfield brings. Now, when you get a quarterback that's going 15, 16 in startups, 14, that screams value to me, right? Almost like Ryan Tannehill could be on this list. Ryan Tannehill was quarterback number eight overall last year. Quarterback seven, I think, uh, the year before that. Or it flip-flops, one of the two. But he's a top eight quarterback back-to-back years. And you can argue Baker Mayfield has a better offensive line. He has an equal-to run game. He's got better receiving core overall as it stands right now until they get Julio Jones um, on his roster as well. And a better tight end room as well. So... I look at Baker Mayfield as a Ryan Tannehill comp. And then to me, that's a really good thing because Ryan Tannehill for two years straight now has been a top eight fantasy football quarterback. Yeah. So if boy, Baker Mayfield is quarterback 12 overall, where on a position where literally every position you are does make a difference. This isn't tight end, right? Where tight end six and tight end 15 are the same guy. Every quarterback, every position you're in, it matters. Like being a QB1 matters. So if Baker Mayfield could finish anywhere from QB8 to QB12 as a QB1, and you're getting for a quarterback 15 kind of value, I love that. And that's the kind of position moves I like to make in fantasy, dynasty fantasy football. They're not all like, sometimes I'm flipping good players for good players, right? Like one of my guys (laughs) who's a sell, he's not a sell because I think he's a bad player. It's just, I don't like his ADP or his value. is. That's I'm the same same exact way. That's how I play Dynasty. It's just I'm looking to squeeze the value out of everything I possibly get. If I like a player, but I get a player who I think is equal to plus a little bit, I'm always going to take the plus because anytime I get a little bit of plus on my side, that's how you get a full roster of depth and good fantasy football players, which helps you make these small moves by slowly upgrading positions, right? Like, you can give a good player for a good player, but then get a little bit of plus on top, which can end up being either a good player or a, with a draft pick another or a good player piece, with yeah. another trading yeah, piece absolutely. all in all. Yep. So for me, Baker Mayfield's my number one buy. 
not only because I love him, it's just I think the value is not where it should be. And I think it will recorrect itself after the 21 season and they win the Super Bowl and he has a great year. <laughs> I think I think people are going to come piling in and I can't wait. But now's the value. Right. Yeah, it's about buying when you should buy. Now's the time to buy. And I do love the point that you made about, you know, it's not his overall performance because he was in the first year in that in that scheme. And I think you do have to kind of look at those people differently than the people that are in an established kind of system that they're that they're used to, because the the second half of the season when when people everyone the whole entire offense is more comfortable, including like the, your rookie life tackle and a lot of other moving pieces. That's the kind of I think the data that will hold up long term, in my opinion. So I, I do like I like the fact that you know he was whatever he was, he ended up 15 or something like that. Quarter X 17. 17. Uh, I, I could definitely see him finishing much higher, just like he did, similar to you know the, the second half of last year. One of the things we, we talk about, the longevity of quarterback, and that is true for the good quarterbacks, but there are plenty of quarterbacks that are kind of in his range right now that I have serious concerns about whether or not they'll still be the team starting quarterback in two or three seasons from now. We're looking at guys in that range. Matt Ryan, how much longer does he have? Maybe maybe he's Tom Brady and he keeps going forever, but he's he's I believe he's thirty six or thirty seven. I think he's thirty six. Yeah, um, so a decade on Baker. Yeah, so you know he he's in that range. Jalen Hurts, how much how much longer will he be the starter? Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't know. Kirk Cousins, he he just had a third round quarterback drafted uh, right behind him that they really like and you know hearing good things about. And the Vikings came on that uh Carolina report inside Carolina the Panthers that the Vikings tried to trade up number 8 to get Justin Fields. Right. So they they, they have ready an to eye, move. Yeah, they have an eye to the future for sure at their quarterback. Derek Carr's yep. in that position. Like there's just so many guys that like we we feel okay about right now. Baker Mayfield, we know he is going to be the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns for the long haul. There's no concerns about that. I'm not worried about that value tanking anytime soon. So it's it's a much more safe investment than some of these other investments. You say long haul? Long haul. Please say forever. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. There are no forevers in the National Football League. Come There's on. That's your Tom Brady. Listen, my team's never even been to a Super Bowl. So, I mean, him being the Steelers the way he did last year is my Oh, favorite. my gosh. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Like, a lot of people, when they die in their deathbed, their family flash before their eyes the last thing they see. Me, it's going to be Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Winning that game? Actually, it's I'm oh, sorry. The Steelers what crying it, on the what side. Yeah, it's ben, Big Ben send a bench by himself. No, it'd be when we win the Super Bowl. That'd be, that's that, that will be that it. That will be Matt, it. Matt, give us your quarterback to buy All right, so right now. My guy to buy right now is Matthew Stafford. You know, age 33. Um, right now, he's coming off the board um, as quarterback 14, um, which which to me, I mean, I think it's indicative of, of where he landed last year. Last year, he, w- he was QB 15 um, on a on – a, you know, on the whole season, and I think at 21 or something like that on a points per game basis. So he didn't he didn't have the best season of his career, of his career last year. Obviously, you go back to 2019. That was the the one that he was on a terror. He was he was quarterback two before the back injury. Um, but you know, last year was an uh, was another kind of I think under the radar injury that that affected him a, a bit. He had a torn ligament in his thumb that he had repaired this past off season. But he played the whole second half of last season with that torn right thumb uh, ligament, and I didn't realize that, I, or didn't remember it, maybe. Um, and, and you know, he, he's also switched teams, which is obviously the biggest news here. He's he's going from a place in Detroit where, really, he didn't have very many weapons. I mean, the tight end there was probably the most established guy as far as 
and and um, Marvin Jones, of course, the old man that never quits. Never, uh, ever. Yeah, and, and Kenny Galladay was there for four games last season and was injured. And the offensive line there was – he's going from an offensive line in Detroit that was a bottom 10 as far as sacks allowed to the Rams offense, which I, I believe was sixth overall. So he's getting a big upgrade on the offensive line and a huge upgrade from a weapon standpoint, obviously – you know, you, you, you read them off, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, Tutu Atwell, and and Kyler Higby, or Tyler Higby, are, are all huge upgrades. Obviously, the, sure. tight, the tight end's probably a step back, but all the rest of the situation there is, is a big-time upgrade. And, and to still have the same, I think, ADP is, is, in my opinion, kind of bonkers. I think he's going to a better system as well, a more QB-friendly system. So to, to be able to get a guy that's – Going to, you know, in my opinion, you know, he's going to be a top eight guy at, at, at least um, at, at, at QB 14, I think is just, it's great value. That's why I'm putting him here as a buy because in, in two QB leagues, you're getting him as your second quarterback, but he's likely going to get you QB one type of production. And in Superflex, that's championship winning stuff. And a quarterback, they'll probably lock up long term yep. um, relatively sooner than later. They'll give him a long term contract. And you mentioned, you know, with, with the whiz kid at coach there and having those weapons around him, the fact that they're always trying to add weapons at tight end, you know, drafting Van Jefferson high, drafting Tutu Atwell high. Like they got they have a plan there. You know, like right. Tutu brings the speed. We all love Van Jefferson's prowess at as in his route running. Like, he's a real nice sleeper. We, and we always mention Van Jefferson, too. It wasn't 2021. It's most likely 2022 that we'll start seeing me a little bit more involved. But Robert Woods, one of the most underappreciated wide receivers in the league, I think he benefits the most from Matt Stafford there. And you're right. Somebody who has legit MVP potential. Right. In the NFL, yep. in McVay's offense here, they take a step forward here for the Rams. And he will have the best weapon court around him he ever has. Cam Akers is going to be out there at running back as well. In 2019 was not that long ago. He was on a terror. Yes. That, the, the beginning half of that season before he injured his back. So that, he, was, he was on pace to shatter some numbers right, there absolutely. as well. He, he's a talented it, quarterback with a big arm. In, in 2019, Matthew Stafford was averaging through eight games. He was averaging 21.45 points per game that would have put him fourth uh per game on the season in 2019 and that was when he actually had some weapons Kenny Galladay was healthy and, mm -hmm. and all that so Marvin he, Jones he, was scoring six touchdowns a game exactly like he was on pace for about four, uh, about 5,000 yards like a hair under it and, and almost 40 touchdowns so he he still has it yeah. and he's 33 years old there's still plenty of plenty of gas left there for another good four or five seasons for him to be a very productive quarterback. So he is a, he's a guy that I'm buying as well. Yeah. You can get him for four to six more seasons, which again, you might go, oh, it's only four to six more years. That's a lifetime playing fantasy football and, and, and fantasy football. And how, what do you think the, the price tag is to get him? I mean, is it a first plus a second? I mean, I, I think it's more than a first, but you're getting Probably a first. Like if you, I bet if in this draft, if you didn't have your draft, yeah, I bet you might be able to get, Matt Stafford potentially like a mid, like anywhere from pick like eight, like one eight and two eight down. I bet he'd yeah. be in that price range a little bit for Matt Stafford. That's my guess. And you're, and you're getting you're, you're getting a guarantee. You know what I mean yeah. for the next for the next five years. And if you're in a championship window, this is the kind of guy that you want to go out and get as your QB two because you're getting QB one numbers out of him. Do you think? And it might be more. Do you think the price tag would be more than a first and second for him? It, it depends it on the might, league. Yeah, a lot of the leagues that. 
I play in, I value the quarterback super high. So, yeah. but I've noticed that the the trend li- lately is the the quarterbacks have started to be devalued a little bit more. So you might not have to pay as much to get him as as you would think. I wonder if he falls in that old quarterback category where I've seen that price. He's been around for so bit. long, you know that people. I mean, people might not feels actually like he's, exactly. Yeah, they, it feels like he's thirty six. He's only thirty three. I'd be okay in a super flex super flex league giving up two first if they were later first like. The 2020s for 2022, and if I had a late first this year, which you're gonna get a really quality person, if I'm in a super flex league and I have that late pick, which means I'm a contender, even if I have other quarterbacks on my roster, if I have two solid quarterbacks, I would still give up two first for Matt Stafford because I feel like then I already had a good team with the two quarterbacks I have. If I get Stafford, that gives me the flexibility to one flip Stafford later mm-hmm. if I'm healthy for the recoup the same, if not much. Hey, I want two first and a second, so to get a slight bump. Right. Plus, any if your team's a contender, any first you trade for at that point are probably going to be worse than what your first were anyways. Or trade another quarterback on my roster if I wanted to, they're older, for to get someone that returned back. And again, that slight upgrade. So I'd have no problem in a Superflex League if I'm a contender giving up two first for Matt Stafford and his offense and go and shoot for the moon and hopefully he can stay healthy. And that's the thing. Um, you know, when you're in that window, it's it's worth it. I mean, it's got to be a special circumstance, I think, to, to give away two first-round drafts because you have to be sure that you're ready to do it. But if you are, then then it's... It's an easy. It's an easy decision. In my Giving opinion. up the eleventh pick in yep. one year and the twelfth in another exactly. year. It's yeah. not you know. In super, in super flex, it, I mean that's still going to be a good player, but you're never going to get that quarterback. You're not going to that. You're going to be able to plug okay. in um, at the at either one of those spots. Most times, you're going to be out of that range yep. for the quarterback. So sometimes it's 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 the move to make. And, and in most years, it's not even as deep as this year where you have five guys that you want. Right. You know, most most years you're fighting over two or three guys. And some of those years, all of them are bad. Yeah. You know, you go back to some of those years where, uh, oh, what was this draft? Where it was the Vikings took uh, Ponder, Ponder and it was uh, Jake, Jake Locker. Farm, Jake Locker. <sighs> and there are all these first-round quarterbacks are all terrible. I mean, it's 50-50. So I like that move. I like to be aggressive when it comes to quarterback if I can in super flex leagues. And a good way to do that is attack the older quarterbacks because they come with somewhat of a discount. If you try and buy Justin Herbert right now, Good luck. It's not happening. Whew. So, Garrett, give us a guy that you're looking at quarterback that you want to give it, get in on and uh, make some buys on. So, the narrative around this guy was super negative last year. Like, su- like negative Nancy. No one wanted to touch this guy with a 10-foot pole. And uh, I bought I bought a lot of shares of this player, and his name is Carson Wentz. Okay. All right. Carson Wentz. So, they were right last year, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I bought... After people at, got after, oh, after yeah. everyone but jumped you know off what? the I'm glad you when said when that though. Him in that pool. <laughs> I'm glad you said that though because Stay ten feet, Carson, on a points per game basis, how bad do you think he was last year? Uh, I bet it wasn't too bad. Otherwise, you wouldn't bring the stat up. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. On a points per game basis, not including the game that he got pulled uh, because he only you know played a little bit of the game. He was he was QB twelve. He was a QB one last year, a quarterback that no one wanted anything to do with. Still put up fantasy points. Only 28 years old. So we're talking about how much time Matthew Stafford has at 33. Yeah. This guy's got an extra five years on top of that. 28 years old. Averaged 18.94 fantasy points per game last season. And I talked about subtracting the, the one game where he got pulled. That would have been QB 12 ahead of names like Joe Burrow, Matt Ryan, Big Ben, Matthew Stafford. He would have been ahead of all of those guys on a points per game basis last year. Philly's line last year was actually slightly better than I thought. They were ranked 19th in the NFL. He's going to Indy, which 
probably had maybe their worst offensive se- line season in a while. Quote, unquote there. Huh? And they were ranked seventh. So he's upgrading 12 spots for offensive line. The weapons that he had last year in Oof. Philly were Woof. disgusting. And even the ones that were okay were hurt. <laughs> so many of those guys were injured for multiple games or chunks of the season last year. So a guy that had no weapons, a, a subpar offensive line, still ended up being quarterback 12. Now he gets to be reunited with Reich, who he was quarterback five with. I, I For me, this is just such a crazy good value because people still want nothing to do with Carson Wentz. You see him constantly being drafted as QB 17, QB 18 off the board. And I think this guy could easily be a top 12 quarterback this season. Yeah, I don't see That's the thing. I like his situation a lot where he's in now in Indy. I like Frank Wright as a coach a lot. I mean, look what he's done with all the quarterbacks he's had over the last couple of years. Like he's done really yep. well with those quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And no surprise, Carson Wentz's best year came out from under Frank Wright. His team is significantly better. I, it's right. It's the reason why I'm trying to get like one of my favorite buys at receiver right now is Paris Campbell for the Colts. Like sure. everybody's talking Michael Pittman. There's T.Y. Hilton. Like nobody's talking about Paris Cam- Hilton. Campbell. He's going right over the radar. Or Paris Hilton. She's or, old news. No one's yep. talking about her either. <laughs> Long time. So um, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, like Paris Campbell, the former second round pick, is a complete opposite of guy like Michael Pittman brings that speed. Like I like his upside a ton. Because of the offensive line, because of that running game, yep. because of Carson Wentz. The only thing that worries about me is like, I'm okay in Superflex. It depends on what the price tag is. Because the one thing it's, about it's Car- pretty cheap. The, oh. the, the one thing with Carson, though, is just the injury history, right? Like, sure. And it's not just in the pros, it goes back to college and high school. Like, he's always been injured. Like, always. He's always injured. And and the one thing that I had to, to question Garrett on is. Was the offensive line that bad in Philly, or was he holding on to the ball too long? And I think that's the one thing that we're going to find out. Sure, you know, going from Philly to this uh, to supposedly a better offensive line situation um, in Indianapolis, is it is it on Carson holding the ball too long? Because that is something that, that was one of his like major criticisms. I feel like as to why he's always getting injured, why he's always getting hit, why he's taking so many sacks is because he just holds on to the ball. He's always trying to make a big play. Sure, which. You want some of that, but you also want a guy that knows how to get rid of the ball and protect himself. So uh, that's, I think, the one thing that he needs to do better at in order to kind of have that that big, you know, QB one type of year. Can Frank Reich coach that into him? Hey, you know, drill it into him this whole offseason. Get rid of the ball. Get rid of the ball. Don't hold right. on to it too long. If he does, I think I think he could very well sneak into that QB one because it's never been a talent issue with him. Exactly. The crazy part is, you know, you you mentioned it, I mentioned as well the QB five season, which was the second year in the league. He was QB5 on 13 games. Yeah, He missed three games that season, was still QB5. So the talent is absolutely there. I, and he, it's never like he's missed an entire season. The lowest amount of games he's played in, the, in a season is 11. So, yes, he's he's been banged up quite a few times. It's, but it's mostly towards the end of the year. Yeah. That's where he's banged up, too, where it's, you need it's him worn the most. Down. That's, yeah. worn that's down. the problem, too. And, and I do remember that as well, Matt, uh, him talking about like he holds onto the ball too too long, and I don't know. He came from like North Dakota, so I know he was a farmer, and he castrated cows a lot, and that's why he holds on to the ball too long. I don't know, but <laughs> Jeez, I, mean, I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> but I had no idea. <laughs> I fit it in perfectly. Yeah, you yeah. finally got um, it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
there's there's concern there, but you're right. He's very talented. There's a reason he was the second quarterback taken overall in NFL draft mm-hmm. out of North Dakota with with the limited amount of opportunity he had as well. Same thing for like Trey Lance. So to me, I like Carson Wentz. It depends on the price tag. So like you you've been buying him recently. Oh, yeah. like what's what's the average that you like? If you had to average it all out, what are you paying for Carson Wentz right now? What like what are you getting? So him? so I actually recently made a trade with uh, Tyler Gunther uh, from from. Uh, DHH. Nobody likes to make trade more in Dynasty Fans World than Tyler oh Gunther for Dynasty Happy Hour. Nobody. Nobody. I've made 55 trades with Tyler. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> in one league. The, Over the last six years. One he tried to, he tried to like, offer me, uh, and I know he's listening, so so I'm glad he'll, he'll hear this. I, he, he tried to offer, I'm trying to remember who, I think it was Aaron Rodgers. And my team's, like, a closer to rebuild than, like, a contender. He offered me, like, four different trades for Aaron Rodgers. And finally, it was like, fine, Aaron Rodgers straight up. I was like... Tyler, I keep telling you, I don't want Aaron Rodgers. I'm a rebuild team. Yeah. I, I can't use Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> He's like, fine. <laughs> but he, he does. He loves to trade. So we made a deal. I traded 105 and something really small. Um, I want to say it was like a late second uh, or something like that. It wasn't my my pick at 205. I don't remember what it was. I'd have to go back and look. And I got Carson Wentz and Will Fuller for, for 105. The top three quarterbacks were off the board, in my opinion. And uh, I, w- I would do that deal all day because I know I know what I have yeah. in Carson Wentz. I've seen him be a top echelon quarterback. I know that he's starting right away. I know all of these things about him. And I think that might even be a higher-end pay I feel like that's a little compared bit to what yeah. other people have been paying for him and what I've paid previously for him. So that was like the most I've paid for him was one first-round pick. Because that's like the fringe of where I feel comfortable. I, I, yeah, there's a problem. I'd be looking at Kyle Pitts there right. at 105 in tight end premium yeah. league. Pitts was gone. Wait, it was gone? Mm-hmm. What quarterbacks were there? Uh, the only one left was Zach Wilson. Oh, see, I'd rather have Zach Wilson. I'd much rather have once. I, just want, I know, I want I know to, exactly I, what I'm getting. I want to get younger. I want to, like, if I'm reloaded, I want to get younger with Zach Wilson. It just, just me. He's I, 28. I, it's not. Okay. You have a well, decade. Zach Wilson's 21. He's 28, but this is his last stop. You know what I mean? Like if he doesn't, if if Frank Reich doesn't write him, he's, sure. he's out. You know, yeah. he, he and you know who knows if he ever gets another shot. I'll say this: Injury of history, all the guys that we've combined. talked about, I think he has the highest upside of all three of the guys that we've talked about. See, I'm okay with that. If Zach Wilson, I'm with you. Like I'm closer to like one seven, one eight range for him. But you you love him, so that's yeah. and, and I, I got yeah, Will Fuller, yeah. and, I, and I and I don't. So I don't hate. I don't yeah. hate the trade. Like I'm like, oh, you yeah, lost yeah. that trade because you could easily win that trade. It's just. To me, I would I wouldn't do it. I, I, I would I, I would feel range. a little uncomfortable. I think at one sure. five. Yeah, when you say it. he's pretty cheap, I'm like, oh, he's going. Oh, for that was the mo- that was the most I, that was the most the I most paid. you paid for. Him? Yeah, that was the most expensive deal I made for him. Okay, I could live with that. I mean, yeah, it's it like a, it's not it's just a little out of my comfort zone. You I would do it. a little. I would want a little bit. So you, so you guys would rather have Stafford over because Will Fuller Wentz. Yeah. Will Fuller to me See, I would is, rather have is a or Wentz. Will Fuller is a filler. In that trade, for me, for me, Will Fuller is sure you yeah. could get a hundred Will Fullers. It doesn't move the needle. For he me doesn't once like so. literally. Sure. That's just like a name somebody threw in there. That doesn't move the needle. No, get mad, Will. Don't take all your roids to come over and start beating me up. I don't need that in my life, <laughs> Mister Ped Dispenser. <laughs> I forgot about the PED. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think he stayed healthy all that year? I forgot about that. Well, the good news is on PredictionShrek.com, I did also buy some uh, some cards to Wentz, and he was. Pretty cheap. I'm That's sure. the vat. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Prediction Now you're bringing it in here to me. We're talking about guys like Wentz. We're talking about guys like Baker. We're talking about guys like Stafford. All guys that we expect their trajectory 
to go up. All guys that we would want to buy like on predictionstrike.com. Uh, they are the only performance-based stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes just like they were stocks. You can create your own portfolio. You can decide how much risk you want. Once mm -hmm. maybe a little bit riskier. A little bit too much risk for me. Baker Mayfield, maybe a little bit safer, oh, but, but not as safe. much of a ceiling maybe. You can decide how you want to play that uh, over at predictionstrike.com. They have the wonderful app, and on top of that, with the promo code DYNASTY, you can receive 10 free dollars with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code DYNASTY to receive 10 free dollars with your first deposit of $20 or more. That sounds like a great deal. No, it also is a great deal. If you head over to our friends at realitysportsonline.com. Now, realitysportsonline.com, you may ask yourself, what is that? Well, if you haven't heard of them, I don't know where you've been because it's the number one auction fantasy football website out there today. It's where owners get to build and manage their fantasy football team like an NFL general manager, right? You're, where NFL teams have salary caps. You have budgets. That's where auction leagues get into value. And I know tons of friends. My friend John Bosch, like he swears by auction leagues. That's the only thing that he wants to play. And if you want to try it out and see if that's your forte, no other website does it better than realitysportsonline.com. You can go there right now, use that promo code NERDS, and you get 10% off on your team or your league today. It's a real good opportunity to use your tools to see if you can like it. They have an awesome mock draft tool. So you can use that first to see how you would kind of play out the auction format. Like there's all these different strategies, right? right. Like my favorite strategy personally in auction is not to like blow my load early on all the, uh, all my money on these top guys. I like to let the market kind of come towards me. You're grinning over there. They don't make some <laughs> Bad comment. I'm not that kind of person. I've changed. I'm a new I've rich. Changed. <laughs> so this is last week. So uh, it's just it, and you can kind of see how you can do with their mock draft tool. It's an amazing tool to use. I encourage everybody to get over there today. RealitySportsOnline.com. It's the number one auction fantasy football website in the world. And right now you get 10% off using that promo code Nerds. I played on there. Matt's played on there. Absolutely. Garrett. Not well, yet. Eventually not, play yet. Has not, not yet. Has not yet played on there. It's, Someday. It's, it's a really good fat platform. Not only does it look good, the functionality is top of the line. It offers so much more. Free agency, multi-year contracts. Uh, so much going on. It's not complicated whatsoever because they make it super easy. Realitysportsonline.com. Fancy just got real. Use that promo code NERDS. Now, let's get into some quarterback cells, shall we? Let's do it. Now, I'm going to lead us off. And I'm going to have everybody tweet at me, at Dynasty Rich, and write on YouTube comments. Leave a comment. Tell me how stupid I am on this. Uh, <laughs> why I think this guy is a sell. Now, I'm not advocating get out there and just get rid of this guy. I actually like this player. But it goes back to what I originally said is, I think the value might be a, too, a little too high. And that's Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Duck out of the way. Duck out of the way. Fist, whoa. rock, sticks. Ooh, Whoa. sticks and stones will break my bones. Calm down over there. They sure will. <laughs> so why sell Kyler Murray? Well, currently right now his ADP is right around number two overall. And I just don't like that. Right? Yeah, like, that's a bit high. There's yep. other guys that I would rather, like Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow plus, of course, Baker Mayfield. Did I say that? Probably not. <laughs> So Josh Allen, I mean, Josh Allen, yeah. who's I think usually Allen's going before. Al no, I've seen I, look, I looked at multiple ADPs. So I said he's on average two to three because either okay. Kyler Murray or Josh Allen okay. is going to number two. I would take Josh Allen 100 percent of the time over Kyler Murray. 
So he's either two or three. Now I like, again, what can I get plus? Like, can I get Justin Herbert plus? Can I get Trevor Lawrence plus? Can I get Dak? I'll take Dak equally almost. Can I get Joe Burrow plus? Can I do these moves to get better? Now, this was a guy who finished the year as QB2 overall. Mm-hmm. So he was fantastic. Now, when you look at Kyler Murray, there's a lot of things that worry me here about Kyler Murray. Number one, his size. He's five foot 10, 207 pounds. So he's smaller. When you're smaller, you're more prone to injury. So it's not about, I don't care about him seeing over the line or his arm like that. It's just he's more uh, likely to get hurt, right? Which we're worried about his, his like weight, like more than his height, right? Like, he's five foot 10, 207. Yeah. It just, and we saw it last year. He got a shoulder injury um, right around week 11. He then, the last game of the year, he got that, uh, oh, the ankle injury. He tried okay. to come back from it. He only played 47% of the snaps. So over the last, even though he's quarterback two overall, over the last 10 weeks of the season, he was QB 11 overall on points per game basis. And this is a guy over the last six games of the year, he was QB 17 over the year. Now, if you took out week 17 where he only played 47% of the snaps, he was QB 8. But still... He goes back to that middle-of-the-road quarterback, first QB1, which is great value. I still like Kyler Murray. I don't think he's a bad quarterback whatsoever, but he's also a quarterback that relies on his legs for a lot of statistics. And we've shown over time, over history, those kind of quarterbacks don't hold their value long-term. They're a window quarterback. Like Lamar Jackson can be a window quarterback Mm -hmm. because of his rushing ability. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray has a much better arm, than Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. Mine as well. But his are his legs are where it's come at. I mean, he was on pace to be the first quarterback ever last year to rush for a thousand yards and throw for four thousand yards. He finished the year with three thousand nine hundred seventy-one passing yards and eight eight hundred nineteen rushing yards. Now, I know he got hurt last week, uh, week eleven at shoulder injury, and he said it wasn't a big deal, but I saw a good stat on CBSSports.com. They had it broken down his first eight games and his next seven games, where his first eight games 266.3 passing yards per game, 7.6 yards per attempt, 5.7% touchdown rate, 67.9 rushing yards per game, um, on nine and a half attempts per game. And he had eight rushing touchdowns for 33.2 fantasy points per game average. His next couple, seven games, 250 yards passing, 6.5 yards per attempt, but then he only averaged 39 rushing yards per game and three touchdowns, which dropped him down to 23.1 points per game. So you can see where... Just a slight up downtick in his Russian ability takes away a lot of his fantasy points per game in his fantasy optimism. So that worries me because they're going to realize with his size, they can't keep rushing him. And I know he's not a rush first runner uh, quarterback, right. but still that's a huge part of his fantasy success. And that's what I'm looking at. I think he could last a while in this league. I like a guy like Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, but from a fancy aspect, definitely with a guy like DeAndre Hopkins leave, where does does this leave him? He's going to have to adapt his game, is what you're saying. Eventually, just due to his size, and it's going to be it's going to be at the expense of his rushing, probably. And it's going to hurt his fancy football points. I don't think yeah. he's going to take a big downtick this year, and probably not a year after that. But it's going to be coming here. Yeah. And right now, his peak optimist, like he's not getting higher. He's not passing Pat Mahomes. So if he's QB two three overall right now. If I, if I have him and I'm for sure in a championship caliber mode and I can win now with him, I'm going to try and do that as always. I'm always trying to win. But if I'm even in like 10, 9, 8 range right around there, I'm seeing if I can flip Kyler Murray and 
get a little bit more. A guy, like I would love to have Justin Herbert for the long haul. I would love to take Dak Prescott and his weapons and what he was averaging last year. Sure. He was dominated mm-hmm. uh, before that as well with the solid offensive line. I, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan, so I'd almost be willing with already the weapons he has around him, having Joe Mixon locked up, having T. Higgins, having Jamar Chase there with those weapons as well. I think Joe Burrow, two to three years from now, I believe him and Kyler Murray won't be far apart two to three years. No, from probably now. not. And Dynasty is also a now game and a down the road game. And this is where I'm mixing the two. I'm trying to look a couple of years ahead on Kyler Murray, take that ADP, capitalize on it right now because he's literally at peak value. He will never be higher than right. quarterback two, quarterback three. And we can look for guys to come in this year. I can see a lot of these guys. I can see easily, easily see Josh Allen surplanting him this year as the number two overall. I can easily see Trevor Lawrence taking a step forward and showing you enough with his athleticism and his arm to, to take it, go higher in super flex startups. I can see Justin Herbert, if he has another year like he did last year, sure. jump in Kyler Murray because everybody loves youth. Dak Prescott this year stays healthy. Can sur- surplant. <laughs> he was on pace for as well. I think it was literally 7,000 yards last year passing. Good Lord. Which is gross. So there's. <laughs> Good Lord. Just to those guys alone, I talked about, there's three guys. We put them all the way down. Josh Allen put down about quarterback five, six range, right? So he's already taken just those guys alone when they do well. We'll put them down to about quarterback six range right around there. And. When you get those guys, they're, like, they're not too far off on a points-per-game basis anyways. They're all going to average right around that 24 frame. So this is where it comes back to the plus for me. So if I can get Justin Herbert plus, even if it's a, even if it's a, where I'm going to target, like we said, like Jared put on there, the 2023 class is really strong, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I can even do it where, hey, I'll give you Kyler Murray in my 23 second, and you give me Justin Herbert in your 23 first, right? Like you're just moving yeah. back. That's the kind of move I'm willing to make because now I just got an extra first and a really strong draft class that we're expecting. Especially at the running back position. And I got a, I got a really young quarterback that I like a lot, right? If I get Trevor Lawrence, and the, now Trevor Lawrence might be harder to make that move with because on a name base, but like if I could get some of these quarterbacks like Joe Burrow plus a 23 first, True. I'm willing to make that kind of gamble if my team's not guaranteed. Like if I, if I think, okay, I'm winning the ship this year, right? Like if I'm team eight, seven, six, somewhere in that range. I'm willing to flip Murray for a guy like Burrow plus a 23 that, first. That entire pool of players there that you're talking about, I it wouldn't matter whoever was at the top. Even I'll include Josh Allen in that. Uh-huh. Like if I can get extra on top of any of, any of them yeah. to get any of the other ones, I would probably be willing to do it because I do think all of, they all have great ceilings. Uh-huh. They're all pretty young. They're all good athletes. They're all like, they're all very, very similar value-wise. So give me the plus on just about any of those guys to get one of the other ones, and I'll probably do the deal. And I think in a 12-man league, you can find one of 11 that will come infatuated with that and make that move. Now, they got to have one of those other quarterbacks on time. But again, sure. I, there's probably some other quarterbacks on here that I'm also willing to move sure. for at, the, on, at on the right a, price on yeah. a higher scale, yep. right? Because again, I think... The plus would have to be bigger is what you're saying. In my opinion, I've, I've said that a lot <laughs> In my opinion, I think Kyler Murray's window falls into that running back window. Hashtag two to three year window. Like almost all run quarterbacks that we've seen. Michael Vick, you know, the one the king before we saw Lamar Jackson, was in that short area window of fantasy football QB one high level success, right? QB one overall, two overall, sure. three overall. This is tough to say because he was gone during like the peak of his career. Fair. But like it could be like a four to what five. What was that year saving window. his body? 
would, would be the uh, the counter argument. Sure, to that. but it's hard to say definitively right. that he wouldn't based no. on the pace he was on. Absolutely, and Kyler yeah. Murray is much smaller. Right, so absolutely. It's 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 a size. Like I'm not worried about Josh Allen's running ability and his size. You know what I mean? Eventually, I can catch up with him too. But Kyler sure. Murray, I think we've seen it with guy Cam Newton. It, it can catch up to you that you you have to adapt eventually. You can't just sit there and get beat up. I mean, well, we already saw, and the, the the proof is in the pudding already. Granted, like you can never predict injuries. Right. But he had two injuries that affected his fantasy football output, right? He hurt his shoulder. He said it wasn't that bad. His fantasy numbers dipped by 10 points per game after that little shoulder banged up. Yep. And that was from the next seven games after after the season. So that was the rest of your season. And then the last week of the year, he hurts his ankle. He only played 47% of the, snap, 47% of the snaps, and he has to come out. Came out the first, came back in, tried to play. But we're not getting fantasy points. So you're going to... Also having Kyler Murray, you're going to have to deal with that. Like, it's going to be hard for Kyler Murray, in my my opinion, going forward, to not be banged up at times if he's going to play like that. He doesn't have the body to take the hits from these defensive players as a quarterback to still have high success. And if you dip down that running back points, 39 rushing yards per game is fantastic. It is. But you're talking about a 10-point-per-difference game if he has to cut that back a little mm-hmm. bit. You're talking about now in a regular season, we're playing one more extra game, right? In the season, everybody's got to move their playoffs back a year, back a week because there's a bye week in 14. So now you're asking Kyler Murray to be successful for you for 14 straight weeks, minus the bye for 13 straight weeks. To me, that's a lot of ask, ask of his caliber, uh, of the caliber body that he plays with. So for me, I'm going to take this opportunity when he has the ADP of two or three overall in a super flex league and just cash out in get somebody who I feel a little bit more comfortable with for my liking and try and get a little bit on top. All right. So let's move on. Uh, my next guy is going to be, it's going to be a very similar argument. I feel like, um, but I, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson who right now is going off the boards as QB four. Um, Same points. So <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be, I, I, we didn't plan this. Um, so, so, you know, let me apologize ahead of time, I guess. But, you know, obviously, you know, this is a guy, 2019 was the MVP, number one quarterback overall. And we even mentioned, you know, like we see a big-time regression coming in, in 2020. And it and it did. It came to fruition. He ended up being, I think, quarterback 10 overall um, and court, quarterback 12 on a points-per-game basis. Uh, but I, I dug into the stats a little bit deeper. And at the beginning of the season, weeks 1 through 11, he actually had – he was averaging, I think, I think it was 26 – a little bit over 26 pass attempts per game. And during that time, he was actually way back at, at quarterback 11 or 12. So it, was, it wasn't until the end of the season they started dialing it back. He was only throwing the ball 20 times per game in the last four or five games where he actually made a big-time push. He was, he was quarterback – sorry, I lost it on here. Was that Browns week? Yeah, he, he ended up being like quarterback seven or something like that during that time frame. And, and – and all indications would be, hey, that's great. They're getting back in the mold of maybe his his MVP type of season where he was really crushing it from a fantasy standpoint. But then they go out this this offseason, they make a concerted effort to go get more pass catchers. They're talking up the offense about how they're going to pass it more. And to me, last year showed that there's kind of, with him, there's a converse relationship between a pass attempts and actually his fantasy 
output. So in my, I, I, I don't personally want to see him passing the ball more. I want to see him in a controlled passing game where he's, you know, where he's throwing the ball 17 to 20 times and he's rushing the ball and relying on his legs for the big plays. Cause that's from a fantasy standpoint, that's how he scores points and does well and is a difference maker. I know you were, you were making the point earlier, how, you know, running quarterbacks, they don't have a long uh, shelf life. And I feel like that. And I've always said that about Lamar Jackson, because he's not a special passer in my opinion. So it's, I think people are overvaluing, valuing him based on the fact that, you know, at the end of last year, he kind of made this terror, but all indications are they're at least going to try to, to pass the ball and be more balanced. Normally, being more balanced is running the ball more and you're too pass heavy in, in their instance, being balanced is actually them passing the ball more because they're a very run heavy team. They're either first or second, you know, in the past three or four years in rushing attempts. So it's, it, it, it kind of, it's a, it's, it feels like a square peg round hole type of situation with, with Lamar Jackson and, and the way that the offense is trying to go for me. And one of those, I think even though, switch that off balance that a little bit more is even when they do want to run the ball, some of those design run plays they had for Lamar Jackson, they're going to rely a little bit more on JK Dobbins, the fresh legs out of Ohio state, their second round sure. pick. He's going to take a little bit more rushing ability from Lamar Jackson. Cause they know the same thing. Like Kyler Murray, they got to keep him healthy because yeah. they, they know they're about to sign. They're going to sign Lamar Jackson to a long-term contract and the, they're going to do it. Everything so I said, him. everything I've said makes me, makes it sound like I hate the guy. Like you were saying with, I don't, I never have. I just I don't see it being a long term relationship mm-hmm. that's going to work out great. I think I think Baltimore is going to go down that path. I think they've gone too far now to turn around and and kind of you know pivot and go a different direction. They're going to end up signing him to a long. They're going to try to make it work. I'm just not sure he has the arm to make it work long term. But for from your fantasy output, I he, I think he's a great option. I just don't think he's the fourth best option for and that's and so you're and you're saying sell to QB four <laughs> overall value value which I like because I I do I view him from quarterback. Where did he finish last year? Said eleven nine right around there. Uh, I think he ended up finishing like eight. I think it was uh, well the, the stats I had was ten. Ten okay. Yeah. And, he, and I, Lamar Jackson, I think you have another very solid year this year because of Russian as yeah. well. Again, it's that window life. Where can I? Sell Lamar Jackson for plus, right? A quarter, like, can I get Justin Herbert? That'd probably be a hard one to get Justin Herbert plus, but even I can make the switch just for Justin Herbert. Like, he's, I want that long term success. He's been a weird one in a lot of the drafts I've been because I have, I've seen him go as high as four, uh, but I've also seen him go as low as like eight or nine. So I think there's, I think he's kind of in that range for a lot of people with Burrow and Herbert sure. and Lawrence and, and all of those guys. So yeah, if, if it's at four, I'm willing to sell, but. Where I've seen him go around like seven or eight, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Uh, I, I do think that I agree that I don't necessarily want him to be a pass-first quarterback. I I like him running the football. That's where his value is. If he's a, if he's a pass-first guy, he's not scoring as many fantasy points. Right. Is, is the bottom line. But the nice part is this is drafting Rashad Bateman is giving him the best offensive weapon in the receiving game that he's had. Like the, He has not had Outside of tight end, sure, but I mean, even that was a third round pick that developed yeah. into a very good player. This was a this was a first round pick that's a prototype receiver, not you know Hollywood Brown. That's this you know slot guy that speed whatever. Like this is a guy that could fit his game, could be that alpha receiver that he's never had before. So I do think that that will help the passing game overall. Yeah, and I, but I agree with Matt. Like where where the value for him when you draft him, you're like you're not drafting Lamar Jackson for his. Passing no, no, you're, you're passing, passing for him. his rushing ability. And again, that's where 
the uptick changes a little bit. So that's where he goes from being quarterback once and a record yet setting year for fantasy football yep. altogether with all this like, over 35 touchdowns to falling back to where Matt said quarterback eight, quarterback nine. So when he goes as quarterback eight, nine, I'm okay with that. Me too. I wouldn't do it because again, I I don't know about that long term. Sure. Again, he could be an outlier. He could do it. He could do it for the next 10 years. I wouldn't be blown away. He can become a better passer. I wouldn't be blown away. But history, history tells us, odds tell us, that won't be the case. Right. And he could be quarterback nine, and that hit and takes a little bit to quarterback 16, which is still very valuable in a super flex league. But if I get a more prototype passer that I believe in, again, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, uh, guys along those calibers, I would rather go that route and play it safe because when you draft a guy like that, you're taking him in the first round. And in a super flex league, that first round pick is super important because you're taking a quarterback and there's only so many quarterbacks to go around in super flex leagues. And if you're going to base it on Lamar Jackson, to me, you're telling me like I'm going all in right now to win, which again, it's not a bad strategy to play, but I like to try and win now and have that long-term vision as well. So I'm totally okay with Lamar Jackson. If I had him too, I'm selling Lamar Jackson, but I'm selling him for fair value, which it's is a, what we're it's saying. It's a value here. thing. That's it's exactly a value what it thing. is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Almost everything I feel I said about Kyler Murray all pretty much falls back to, kind of like towards And, and that was like almost good. It was going to be word for word. My opening statement is what you said. So I just kind of canned it and tried to right. wing yeah. something else. Just, so. get, just go with it. <laughs> yeah. yep. And we'll probably break all these videos off in uh, YouTube to enter each individual segment too. So if you just watch the segment on YouTube, Go look at my uh, sweet collar. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Garrett, give us the last guy on the list to get us out of here, and then we'll sell some stuff. The last guy in a in a quarterback world, I mentioned it with uh, you know Baker Mayfield, uh, how solid I feel about him. I, I'm not worried about his job. I'm always solid talking about it. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. Jalen Hurts is the opposite of that for me. He's been a hard one to peg as far as where he's going because I've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> what? You said peg, and Rich just made the... Jalen, squeeze the cheeks! <laughs> you can't say stuff like that around Yeah, Rich, I should have known. On. That's on me. I, 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 just, very, I wasn't even there mentally. I know, the very look, immature that, sense of humor. The look very I got. Was, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about trying to peg? Well, I'm having a hard time keeping track of where, his, where he's going in drafts. As far away from you as possible. <laughs> so I've seen him go as high as QB 11. I, rich. I, I've seen him go as late as QB 18 off the board. That's fair. So yeah, that's probably good. that's and, and that's and so this was kind of the caveat with it. If it's some of those drafts where he's drafted around QB 17, QB 18, I'm willing to take that risk around there. Yeah. The problem is I've seen a lot of hype, a lot of tweets recently that Jalen Hurts absolutely will be a QB one this year. No doubt about it. Top five guy. And while that world does exist, it's just. The risk involved with with Jalen Hurts at quarterback makes me reluctant. It's a new head coach, coach that wasn't there when he was drafted. Making Mernit it, too. Sounds and like he's it. making him earn it. They haven't officially named the starter. <laughs> now, we all know it's going to be Jalen Hurts because a world where Joe Flacco is starting over Jalen Hurts, would just we would just watch it all burn to the ground. Jalen Hurts will be the starter week yes. one. Absolutely, positively. I still don't like that the coach won't say it, though. Like, it bugs me. But he will absolutely. The problem is, I still don't know that he is an accomplished passer of the football. He's not. Didn't have a single game last year where he passed over 60%, had a completion percentage over 60%. All of his games were below. Yep. 
He's going to have to make a quantum leap. He is. Yeah. He had some nice games early. Thank you. But as the season went on, more and more poor games. And then that last game of the season, only threw for 72 yards, only rushed for 34 yards, and then was eventually yanked by Nate Sudfeld, or for Nate Sudfeld. Suddy. Now, there's conspiracy theories as to why that happened. But he still had basically the entire game. He was yanked in the fourth quarter. So he had basically the entire game, still only did all that. I don't necessarily, I might even be slightly higher on Jalen Hurts than, than you guys. I don't think he's a terrible player. I don't think he's a bad player. But with the risk involved, I just don't, I don't want to play the quarterback position with that much risk in Dynasty. If you want to do that in redraft, go right ahead. Yeah. The upside is there. The ceiling is there. He could absolutely be a top six quarterback this season, and it wouldn't shock me. But I haven't seen enough for him, kind of like how it was with Drew Locke last year. I just haven't seen enough consistently for me to say that he will be a star. He will be a hit. And I'm just not willing to take that risk on Jalen Hurts. I'm with you 100%. I would not take the risk at all. If you want to take the risk at 18, I'm okay with that. But I we talked about it when he came out in college. Like, we were not a fan of his arm. And like you mentioned, he didn't throw over 60% once last year. Like, I'm still not a fan of his arm. And yeah, they add Devontae Smith. I love it. Keep it short and intermediate. They have Jalen Rigger. I like it. You know, they have Dallas Scotter, Stud Muffin. But I'm not overly confident in Jalen Hurts to be the long-term quarterback. I think he could fall into the category of being an exceptional backup quarterback that come in here and win you a couple games. But the more you watch him, the more tape you get on, the more you'll be able to stop him as an NFL defensive coordinator. And there's tons of other guys out here that I would like. I, I'd much rather have Carson Wentz over Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. And he's a hot name in the Dynasty community. So I'm 100% selling him right now because there's really good value there. And a guy who I believe is going to be a short-term Dynasty fantasy football quarterback. He's a redraft quarterback because this is the same guy at his own college where he got benched, right? Like he got replaced by Tua Tagovailoa. Yep. So there's a lot of guys out there where Jalen Hurts, you can get proven guys. There's leagues out there where my buy was Baker Mayfield. You could trade Jalen Hurts straight up for Baker Mayfield. And to me, that's that's nutty buddy, right? Like, I mean, I'm that, not about that nonsense. No, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said he's a really good that's, backup, that's how you hammer? A really good backup quarterback. Have yeah. you ever seen this Nail guy? Head. Yeah, you ever, you ever seen him install floors? That's hammer exactly time. how he does it. Uh, but, like, you, you know, it, what's the difference between Jalen Hurts and, like, a Tyrod Taylor from eight years ago? Or, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, very similar very style similar, player. Very similar style of players. You know, very they'll, they're going to win on the ground. You know, the, the game has evolved since then to make it probably a little bit more friendly for, that, for, for, sure. for these type Absolutely. of players. But at the same time, neither one of them are great passers of the football. Um, and, and that's what it boils down to to me. I think he's got a backup quarterback arm. And, and without, the, you know, without uh, the legs of a guy like Lamar Jackson, because he's not at that caliber, I just don't, I just don't know how, how you can operate in the NFL for a, in a full season I, I don't without get, getting exposed. I don't get it. Like, people love his legs. Like, it's weird because people talk about Jalen Hurts. Like, he's like dynasty gold. He wasn't even dynasty goal last year. Nobody averaged, and granted, because he played technically played in a lot of a games, lot of games, fifteen games. He averaged seven and a half points per game, right on the season. Which again, that's that's kind of like painting him with it's, a. That's jaded. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's making an excuse on there because then if you want to take the, lit, the quarterbacks that average more than them, everyone <laughs> averaged sure. more than them. So I know that's that's not a bad stroke, but again, I don't think he's without his legs, he's nothing. So he's just not that. That fantasy football quarterback, can he get better? Yeah, he's a real smart kid. Um, 
talented enough, can operate a system. But again, he's an exceptional backup for me. Like he's like a Nick Foles, right? That's where he falls in the category. He would have to make a Josh Allen type of move, you know, in the offseason with his accuracy, in my opinion, in, o- in order for him to stick around and be a quarterback in the NFL. And it, we've seen it done. I mean, Josh Allen did it just a few years ago. So it's I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just not betting on it. And, and you're passing up too many guys there. When you, when you take a quarterback 18 overall, mm-hmm. you're passing up too many guys that – in a super flex league where two years from now, you'd be like, where did I blow? Like, where did I mess up my team? Like, Oh, is that Jalen hurts pick? You know what I mean? Like when we look back at it, you're taking them in top six rounds. Most likely. In Jalen Hurts. Flex, yeah, absolutely. So when you look back, at you know, least one of those huge errors, if you have two of those and you're starting up in the top eight rounds, like you're set back. Like that, that hurts you. Just you just can't miss. Definitely. Yeah, and the problem is you can't miss at quarterback. You're starting you're off best. with a rebuild. If you do that, because you're you're yeah. setting yourself way too far back, because it's the hardest position to replace in superflex leagues. So, when you're past some guys like you mentioned, Matt Stafford, I would much rather have that. Carson Wentz, I'd much I'd much rather go that way because I like the long term and I like the upside, which is much higher. Because Jalen Hurts, to me, even his upside, like if he if he pans out, he's an okay quarterback. He throws for three thousand yards and he rushes for. X amount of yards. Like, I still still think he falls in that. I think he'd be like a 700, 700 to 800 yard rusher, too. I mean, I don't think he's a guy that's going to get you a, a thousand yards rushing and a, and a crap load of touchdowns or anything. And listen, 3,000 yards in a 17 uh, week season isn't as good. That's the kind of player I think he is. You know what right, I mean? Like, right. to me, he's a, he's locked in as a QB2 and like a low end quarterback, too, most likely in my eyes. And granted, he can finish it because of quarterback injuries, missing games, things like that. Sure. Those guys give you that, that boost. But. What? What's, what's, what's he going to average per game? You said his ADP is anywhere from. I've seen him taken as early as QB 11 yeah. and as far back as like if, 18, 19. And if you can get QB 11 numbers, sell them right now. Yep. You know what I mean? That's if, if that's somebody in your league that has him valued that high, boom, that's your target. You go get them and, and, and cash out right now. Like, let me give you guys a couple names real quick. Just before we get out of here that you'd rather have, if you'd rather have Jalen Hurts and he's going to be older guys, Jalen Hurts or this player, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill. Tannehill. Yeah. Easily for me. Yep. Kirk Cousins. I'll take Cousins. Tough one. I mean, it's a tough one. I'll I think Cousins. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Jalen Hurts. I think you're guaranteed the next two seasons for sure with, with Cousins and because and Hurts, of his contract and Hurts is a toss up. I'll take, I'll take the upside on Hurts. Derek Carr. Ooh. I think I'd probably take Hurts. I'll go Hurts. I like, I like Carr though, but I, I Derek, do. Derek Carr finished his quarterback 13 last year. And that was even with missing a couple games. With missing a couple games. He missed. He, he missed well. He missed one game, but he was a little banged a up. Game there. and a half. I, I think. still yeah. feel like they're trying to replace him for some reason, even though they're not, and they haven't done any outwardly like yeah. moves to make you think that they are. But but most of their moves just haven't made sense. So yeah, the fact that he's still there, so like, second year coming the system, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, and I got Darren Waller there for sure. Uh, so, Give me Carr. Never mind. Screw yeah. it. Give me Carr. I would. <laughs> I would. I. I th- that's the thing. I think people would say you're crazy, but again, you're getting quarterback thirteen overall last year. State takes a small I, dip. He finishes quarterback fifteen. Like I am taking uh, Derek Carr. I really like Derek Carr. He's he only was, thirty. He yeah. was like my big buy last year. I remember yeah. like almost every show I was talking about him as a buy. It felt like, uh, and so I'm definitely a fan. I have him as my QB three on like tons of my teams. We, we but, mentioned Carson Wentz as well, but those are all guys in that category, which I think you might be able to entertain that move. Mm-hmm. Certainly, Derek Carr, you can make that move easily. But those are yeah. those are the kind of moves that you can make. And I think be equal to, if not, well, obviously Tannehill will be better. You're, oh, yeah, you're, you're getting age there. But I think by the time, here's the thing. Even though Tannehill at 30, Derek Carr at 30, by the time they're done, I think Jalen Hurts will have been 
done. It's definitely, there's definitely that possibility yep. for sure. So that's it for this show. We're going to go to the same show now with tight ends on the Nerd Herd episode. What is the Nerd Herd episode if you're not paying attention? It's our uh, part of our Nerd Herd, which essentially is our paid platform. Um, what do you get for that joining the Nerd Herd? What do you get for paying money to join our website? Well, you get some of the best tools on the market. You get the Dynasty GM, which helps you manage all your Dynasty teams, which has a trade Ooh, analyzer, wee. a trade calculator, a league analyzer. It'll really stack you up against your league mates league to show analyzer. you where your it's league mates are strong where they're weak, and what positions can you trade for easily. It just it, it, it really streamlines all your dynasty leagues and really breaks it down for you. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot more tools coming as well. You get our exclusive rankings. You get the bonus podcast and all the other tools that we're going to develop. There's so much out there. Dynasty Nerds Film Room, so you break down rookies. Check out DynastyNerds.com. If you don't even believe us, we offer you a free three-day trial to try everything out. It's literally free to try out everything we have at DynastyNerds.com, the Dynasty GM, and all of it. And you can see what kind of benefit it could do for you and your Dynasty team on DynastyNerds.com. Make sure to check it out. We've got a lot of new stuff coming, tools. Uh, we have a big tool coming out here over the next week or two, which will spawn a lot of other information for you that's going to be completely invaluable to your Dynasty team. Like, the stuff that we're going to get from this new tool. Absolutely. Not only the tool going to be fun, which I'm sure a lot of people have broken down over the last couple of months what it's going to be, but <laughs> the data that we're going to get from it. You've dropped a couple hints. I think you be, literally said it on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mocking you either. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be invaluable to your dynasty team and how we're going to be able to track that information yep. as well. So I encourage everybody, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, get over to dynastyinners.com and check out all the things that we can offer you for such a great value to get locked into. And whatever price you pay now, you're grandfathered into that as well. So That's I encourage huge. everybody to check it out. It is absolutely massive. And of course, if you ever want to talk dynasty fantasy football, you know, whether it's you're making comments on YouTube, comments on uh, iTunes reviews, please leave us a review if you like us. If you don't like us, keep that to yourself and don't tell anybody. We don't need to know. <laughs> um, review us on iTunes. Get like us, follow us on what YouTube? We're there, right? Yep, we're on YouTube. We're on everything now. Like, Instagram, subscribe, Twitter, all that good all stuff. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like, subscribe, leave comments. You're probably fellas, watching gals. us on YouTube yeah, right now. Probably. Honestly, Ooh, who looks better, me or Garrett? Leave that out of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, check us out. And of course, if you ever want to talk Dynasty fans football, I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt, and I'm at Dynasty Price. And we'll be back next week breaking down running backs. Running backs. Running, Buy them all. Running, Buy them all. Running, running, run, running, run.